Welcome to the Christian Emergency Podcast, a podcast for Christians spooked by the growing hostility in the culture today. We will tackle a range of topics from current events, persecution, missions, and what it means to be the church. You will gain valuable insights from those experienced working with persecuted Christians around the world, insights we all need to chew on in these strange days. Together, may we help the church stand. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Christian Emergency Podcast. I'm Andy, your host. If you are a Christian living anywhere on earth today, the odds are you have been tempted at some point to despair. What you see in the culture around you, I don't care if you're in America or Angola, maybe you're in Canada, China, Iraq, Iran, it really doesn't matter. In some form or fashion, uh, the culture around you is hostile to a biblical Christian faith. The security environment internationally is very unstable. There's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's problems targeting your family, there's problems targeting your ability to earn income, to, to get a job. There's pressures on your local churches to compromise. There's a lot going on. So it totally makes sense if you have felt overwhelmed at times. In fact, you might feel like you are turning into prey. You're being hunted. You're being flushed out. You have increasingly few areas of refuge, of places that you feel safe. And I get it. But I want to push back on that a little bit. And this is something that I... I've just picked up from observation, connecting some dots and opportunities that God has blessed me with that have helped me in this regard, and I want to share that with you today. Here at the Christian Emergency Alliance, we are trying to help Christians who are actively persecuted today, and that's happening in many countries uh, around the world at a very mature clip. This week has been very hard for Christians in Nigeria. Uh, Christians in Manipur, India have had a very hard time. Christians in the Sudan have had a hard time. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I know that there's been many other instances of pressures going on, but it's been a, a hard week. We want to help Christians not only in their immediate trials, but we also want to help Christians who may face those pressures tomorrow. They may face aggressive persecution in the days to come. Together, we have a lot to learn from one another, and that should be encouraging. There are a lot of us. We may feel vulnerable and small. But the reality is we're a pretty big body, a household of faith that spans the globe. So take courage. We're not in this alone. And the Spirit's always with us, too. God is with us, so you never walk through any of these trials alone. But there was something that was particularly helpful to me that I had to reflect on from days when I was younger, even days when I was, frankly, a baby Christian. I was not mature in faith at all. But looking back... I recognized that there was a pattern that could be helpful as I grew in Christ and as I talked to others and as I worked amongst persecuted Christians, particularly in the Middle East. I started connecting some dots, um, not only from what I saw, but from the people that I got to engage. There were some very effective indigenous Christian leaders um, in countries from Egypt to Pakistan who, regardless of the trials that they were facing, that their fellowships were facing, that ministry and evangelism was very challenging, but they still were successful and they were still joyful warriors. And one of the things, looking back and putting things together, is that it seemed like they maintained a hunter mindset. What is that? A spiritual hunter mindset. Well, when you and I are tempted to feel under attack, 
to feel vulnerable, to feel pursued, it's very logical for us to feel like we're prey, like we're a little rabbit with a pack of wolves chasing us. And there's good reason for that. There are a lot of things stacked against us. But these leaders continued to operate and they continued to strengthen those in their flock. They continued to act as shepherds. First Corinthians one twenty seven says, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. So we need to remember that God not only can use us when we feel weak and vulnerable and with little to offer, that's when he is most glorified, is when we surrender. A surrendered life, even if we are a weak vessel, is a powerful ship in God's Navy. When God is the captain and God uses us in our lives and our circumstances, he can do amazing things. So even if you're disoriented, even if you're thrown off by the chaos and the confusion of the culture around you, I just want to encourage you to pause. Hit pause. Don't give in to despair. Let's pray. And let's think through what this might be if we are able to adopt a hunter mindset. Here's the reality. You are in a spiritual war. I am in a spiritual war. Your families, your churches are in spiritual wars. Whether you would have it or not, that's the reality we face. And in a war like this, even though it's in the spiritual plane, obviously it involves defensive efforts. So we want to shield and protect where we are vulnerable. We are also called to be on offense. In spiritual war, there are campaigns that are offensives. We go into enemy territory. We lob rounds into enemy territory. We inflict real damage and we reclaim space and push back darkness. Again, this is going to be strange if we're thinking we're weak and we cannot be used by God, that we have nothing to offer or that we're all alone. So we really need to lean into this concept of a hunter mindset. And so not only did I get to learn from the examples of faithful and effective Christian leaders in countries like Iraq, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Egypt, but through the life circumstances that I just picked up because of my background, I was able to see some patterns at play that relate to this hunter mindset. In particular, I went to a a military school that required cadets, that is students at the military school, cadets to, to go through a combat survival training program. And I'm just going to speak to that, that military example, and see how it might relate to our spiritual war that we find ourselves in. So to borrow from that military example, cadets were required to complete a combat survival course during their military training. Now for that, over several weeks, they would dabble in the dark arts of staying alive in hostile conditions with very little support. Does that sound like the circumstances that many in the church face today? Now a powerful tool for overcoming these odds was counterintuitive. Cadets were trained to adopt a hunter mindset. Simulating the role of a downed airman in enemy territory, cadets were to evade scores of instructors pretending to be enemy forces looking for them. So this was simulated exercises of you as the trainee being a downed airman. So you've been shot out of the skies, you're all alone, and you're in enemy territory and people are looking for you. They are hunting for you. You are the prey. So the cadets would struggle to live off the land, to remain undetected, and move out of harm's way and towards friendlier pastures. It was, in a very real sense, they were hunted. Now, it's natural. It's a natural response to feel like prey in those circumstances. 
but cadets were intentionally taught to reject that temptation. Instead, they were to embrace the role of the fox, not the hare. Now granted, the cadet may be hiding from a platoon, from a company of heavily armed infantry. Yes, their clothing may be wet and cold. They may be suffering from hypothermia. And yes, cadets may, they may only have a knife. They may only have a parachute. They may have uh, very little equipment or tools on them. So it sounds like a rotten setup. But again, the way that the cadets were trained is they were the hunter, not the rabbit. Adopting a hunter mindset prompts people, prompts you, prompts Christians to take the fight to those pursuing you while taking stock of the resources at your disposal. In a very real sense, the cadets adopt the mindset that they are the ones on offense, not the hostile forces hunting for them. By flipping this mental switch, cadets realize that they have a whole lot more in their favor than they originally imagined, than they first thought. Your focus shifts from all of your problems to all of your opportunities. That's very important for us. An abundance mindset will kick in rather than the scarcity mindset we're tempted to fall into. During the simulation, cadets would take measures to shore up where they were vulnerable. It may be their body temperature that they need to improve. They may need to find better cover. They'll take action where they need to. But they also look around and realize that they have a whole lot that they can rely upon to use, to utilize to their advantage. In that simulated military exercise, they may find, for example, that they're armed with a whole forest of trees and tall grass in which that they can conceal their movements. When they do that, the enemy probably has no idea specifically where the cadet is, but the cadet knows exactly where the battalion, where the company searching for them is. The cadet reminds himself that he has an incredible brain. He has a few tricks up his sleeve that he's learned in his, in his military training, and he has things that he can utilize to throw off his pursuers. He has a lot in his advantage. If he was only to dwell on the dangers around him, he would be tempted to, to curl up in the fetal position and surrender. But that's not what we're doing here. Just as in that military example, Christians today, like you and me, we must be able to toggle our mindsets. You are hunter, not prey. The kingdom of Christ is taking ground. We're not paralyzed into inaction, or we must not be. We may be tempted to go that direction, but let, again, let's pause, let's pray, and let's resist caving to that pressure. As Christians, let's remind one another that we're hunters in the spiritual realm. We have a whole lot at our disposal. We have the truth on our side. That alone should give us confidence. The Bible, the Word of God is with us. The truth that it proclaims, the gospel, is true. It is reality. And it is something that we can always have confidence in as we're battling falsehoods, lies, slanders, we are backed by the most powerful force, not just on the planet, but across the entire universe, the triune God, the creator of heaven and earth. We have direct access to that one God in the form of prayer, which we are invited to use daily as a wartime walkie-talkie. Born-again believers are indwelled by the Holy Spirit of the one true God. We get to draw from his power. We get to learn from his counsel. He is with us always. We never march alone. We never are taking cover alone. We're never cut off like that downed airman in the military example. And we also, like I said before, belong to this massive spiritual family, the church. 
It spans borders, tribes, it numbers in the millions. Many of them are many of them have resources, many of them are very successful and capable and influential. All of this is also at our disposal if we as the church across the globe can better connect, can better pray for one another, can better track things that is increasingly possible. We will return to the podcast momentarily, but first, a word from our sponsor. Being a Christian today can be hard. This is true if you live in a heavily persecuted country like Iran or areas where cultural pressures against Christians are growing fast, like America and Europe. Fortunately, none of us have to stand alone. We are part of a giant body, one huge spiritual family that spans the globe. That is the church. The Christian Emergency Alliance is committed to helping the church stand, regardless of the pressures to come. As a 501c3 nonprofit, the Christian Emergency Alliance strives to help our spiritual family when persecution hits. We also strengthen the church by supporting ministry that makes Christ famous, defends biblical truth, and prepares fellow believers for challenges ahead. You have the opportunity to make a huge impact in this work today. Become a monthly financial ally of the Christian Emergency Alliance by signing up at christianemergency.com. Your support of $25 a month or a gift in any amount will bless those who need help in these darkening days. Help the church stand today, tomorrow, and in the days to come. Register today at www.christianemergency.com. And now, back to the show. Now, for example, technology has brought many, many problems. It has been a tool used by the enemy to pollute the minds of younger generations to advance truly outrageous and false lies. But we can also use that technology to advance our kingdom. It's a tool. A tool can be used for good or evil, and we can increasingly use that as it has already been. Technology has allowed people to hear the Word of God in settings around the globe where it would be very difficult for them to access that Word, but technology and people taking risks to use that technology to share the gospel with them, to share scripture with them, is paying dividends. Adopting a hunter mindset becomes easier when we take fresh stock of the myriad spiritual blessings around us. So the more that we focus on that, the better it becomes. There is a an author here in America called Jim Stovall. He has a fascinating testimony. He's authored many books. He's been very successful as a as a businessman, as a Christian businessman, but he's also blind. And he started going blind as a young man in his late in his teenage years. And he was a very strong athletic kid. He had prospects to, I believe, play professional football with the Chicago Bears when he got the news that he was going blind. And he went into despair. And I've heard him speak, and he described how when he got this news, how he was tempted to just uh, find a room in his house, uh, memorize the room, and just plan to live out the rest of his days inside those four walls. He was going to shrivel up, go into the fetal position, and just give up. But he didn't do that. And I believe it was his grandmother who gently challenged him and said that if he was feeling defeated, fine. He could feel defeated and he could give up, but she only had one request of him. And she asked that he, when he was feeling that way, that he would pause and think of 10 things that he was grateful for. And he started to do that. And he would remember uh, the family that loves him He would remember the church that he got to be a part of and what he learned there. He would be reminded of the food and the shelter that he had. And he would say that by the third or the fourth time he'd gotten through listing these things, 
he was no longer feeling quite as shell-shocked. In fact, he could even start to feel encouraged. So this is something that also happens when we adopt a hunter mindset. We take stock of the blessings that are around us, and our eyes are trained on that and not on the dangers. So we have many, many spiritual blessings and physical blessings in our midst. When we add in all the other ways that God has resourced the church in the form of opportunities, influence, finances, technology, and knowledge, the fears we harbored just moments before melt away. Our situation is placed in better context. Threats become framed by spiritual realities and in due course become less intimidating. There's a movie that I saw as a kid starring Arnold Schwarzenegger called Predator. These commandos are in a jungle being hunted by a superior alien. This alien is hunting them like a champ. It's, it can be completely camouflaged. It's stronger. It's faster. It can go more places. It's, it's got better weapons. And these commandos are just prey. And it, and it looks hopeless for them. But as the movie unfolds, the mindset starts to shift. There is something else. When the big man was killed, you must have wounded it. Its blood was on the leaves. If it bleeds, we can kill it. So in that audio clip from Predator, that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger character, the commando, saying if it bleeds, we can kill it. All of a sudden, they realize that they can actually inflict damage themselves as they turn the fight against the Predator himself. Now, when I watched that as a young guy, it really scared me the first time I saw it. I was pretty young. But the point in the movie where things really shifted is a scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger really is hiding. I think he's under a log. He's in some mud, and he's all covered with this stuff. And the Predator gets really close to him. It's hunting for him. He's the rabbit. The Predator is the fox. But the Predator doesn't see it. Arnold Schwarzenegger realizes that it was because he was concealed with this mud that the alien must have been tracking him through through heat-seeking vision technology and that for whatever reason, he was allowed to be hidden in that. And so he started to look around him and take fresh stock of what he had at his disposal. He did have mud. He did have the forest, which would help conceal him. He did know a little bit about where the, the predator was. He could take fresh action himself. And in the movie, the alien has the ability, you can see that it can toggle different types of lenses from normal vision to infrared and it could use these different lenses with which to see the world and hunt these commandos well in the same way we as christians need to learn how to toggle our own mindset yes there's the world around us yes we have to respond to it appropriately but we also need to be able to toggle on these this other set of lenses that see the spiritual realities and the spiritual blessings at our disposal so that we can see the challenges in that context. So that's something that we can develop as well. So when Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in Predator finally got a belly full of running away from the Predator, he put on a hunter mindset. He took the fight to the monster tracking him. He started tracking the alien. That alien appeared invincible and yet ultimately it fell. The soldier realized he was far more capable and better equipped than he ever imagined. And he went to war. He took rounds, and he ultimately prevailed. Christians are called to do the same in the darkening season that we find ourselves in. You are called to do the same today. The degrading persecution climate 
in a way can actually bless us. So that chaos and that confusion, that hostility that you see around us, that can actually be a blessing. It can remind you and me as Christians of the spiritual war that has always raged around us. It's not like this is all new, but we can see it more clearly today. Many of us may have missed this in previous years. We may have been lulled into sleepy inaction by comfort, by a cultural applause because Christianity was viewed better in the culture. We may have been tempted to live our best life now and just live for comfort, for luxury, for ease. But in a form of a severe mercy, God is stripping this away. We are not called to limply observe from the sidelines or bury our heads in the sand or go into the fetal position. We are called to engage and inflict serious damage on our serious spiritual enemy. And you and I may take rounds. We may pay a price. We will pay a price. But we are called to stand. We are called to return fire. And we are called to advance the flag of Christ. So that's what we're able to do if more and more of us develop this intentional hunter mindset. And so like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm not sure where you're at, where you're listening to this. Maybe you're a Christian in Nigeria or Sudan. Maybe you're in Manipur, India. Maybe you're in Germany. Maybe you're in South America or Kansas. But we need to be able to develop this craft this ability to put on a spiritual hunter mindset, even when the chaos rages around us. We have so much at our disposal. We have so many reasons to be encouraged. There are so many things weighing in our favor that the enemy wants us to forget, ignore, or never detect. Remember, Scripture tells us time and time again that he is the God who, when everything seems hopeless, when everything is at its worst pitch, he can move, he can move quickly, He turns the tables on evil. He's done this time and time again. The story of Esther, if you need a reminder of this, go just read the short book of Esther in your Bible and see how he did that when it looked hopeless, when the entire people of Israel were destined to be wiped out by a royal edict that could not be rescinded. God did a massive judo flip on that entire situation, and the people of Israel were not wiped out, but they ended up lionized, defended, and protected from their enemies. This is the God of the Bible who moves amongst the faithful when they are weak, vulnerable, and targeted. I hope that's an encouragement to you wherever you are, whether you're a pastor, just a Christian in the pews, or you're a baby Christian just trying to figure this out. And if you don't know Christ as Lord and Savior, I pray you would repent of your sins and find forgiveness and healing in the name of Jesus Christ, who lived, who died, and rose again in accordance with the Scriptures so that we could be reconciled to him, our sins forgiven, and we could find eternal life and eternal hope in his kingdom. If you're a Christian in a fluid environment where things are going wrong, where things are training badly, take courage, toggle on your hunter mindsets, and advance. Now, what does that mean? I would encourage you to start by taking spiritual baby steps, baby steps of obedience and faith. Perhaps share this concept with others in your mix. Maybe it's a men's group, a women's group, a small group, your church, When you have others that are around you that are feeling flustered and scared, tell them about this concept, the hunter mindset. It really is powerful, and it's not just a a life hack. This is something that when we look at Scripture and we look at examples of faithfulness despite significant odds, this is what I see played out in their lives. This is how they're living faithfully despite the odds that seem to be gathering around them. 
If you want to learn more, like I said, we do have technology at our disposal, but sometimes it can be hard to connect with developments across the, the world. We just don't know what we don't know. If you need help in that respect, you can check out the Christian Emergency Alliance site on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, there are quite a number of stories there that are breaking that you don't see in other places, and it can be very helpful for you to quickly be able to marshal prayer and connect with Christians in other circumstances and countries. You can also find content on our website at christianemergency.com. And this, we are an all-volunteer ministry. We don't get paid for this. We're just doing this because we love the church and we have a background that we feel is useful and helpful in these days. And so if you want to partner with us in advancing this work and supporting persecuted Christians today and preparing Christians for pressures tomorrow, you could contribute to our work at christianemergency.com, and we'd be profoundly grateful for that. Uh, another baby step that you could take would simply be to, if this podcast, if this episode, if this topic is helpful to you, as we wrap up, you could go and leave us a five-star rating and a positive review if you would type in just a couple comments to let us know how we're doing. And if you do that on Apple Podcasts, that's particularly helpful, or Spotify, um, that's just going to allow more people to, to find this content if they're searching for material that can help them. So that would be a very easy way, a, a, a small step that you could take to help us as we minister together, as we help one another as the global church. So I do pray that this is helpful to you. Sometimes we have guests that come on this podcast. Sometimes we just cover a topic like this. We would love to hear from you. You could get on our website or our social media feeds and let us know what your thoughts are, what's helpful, what's less helpful. We want that feedback uh, because we do want to make sure that this is as effective and helpful to our friends and fellow Christians as possible. So with that, God bless you. I pray that you are better equipped to stand and that you would be a light to many around you and that together we could advance the gospel and a kingdom. God bless you and thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us today for the Christian Emergency Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Also, tell your friends about us and ask them to subscribe as well. To learn more about the Christian Emergency Alliance or financially invest in our ministry, visit us at www.christianemergency.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you again for listening and stand strong out there.